Welcome to Uncommon Real Estate, where it's all about finding creative solutions for real estate agents and investors. In exclusive mastermind conversations with some of the brightest minds in real estate, you'll learn how to earn an extra six figures a year. Don't follow the herd. Be uncommon. Here are your hosts, multi-millionaire real estate agent and investor, Chris Craddock and Jeff Safright. All right, everybody, welcome to another episode of the Uncommon Real Estate Podcast in Facebook Live. We are here with Anthony Scandariano, and we are going to be talking about uh, what he's been doing as far as funding multifamily deals, um, how he has created syndications, how you can invest in, in these deals, and just kind of the, that whole process, because obviously life is like monopoly, right? You don't win if you don't buy real estate. So with that said, I'm so excited about this. Anybody that's on, um, on the Zoom or the Facebook Live, feel free to jump in with questions that you have, and uh, we will definitely go through that. But in the meantime, Anthony, tell us a little bit about yourself. Tell us where'd you start? How, you know, where are you now? How'd you get here where you are now? And where are you headed with your business, with the organization, everything like that? Great. Thanks so much, Chris. I really appreciate you having me on. Uh, we had a great podcast last week uh, with, with Chris, and uh, it was pretty fun. So we look forward to releasing that. Um, yeah, basically, Chris, you hit the nail on the head in terms of what I'm working on, but um, where I was and how I got here, to make a long story short, I worked for another real estate company, um, uh, an operator, which is essentially what we do. They you know, aggregate funds from different pools of investors to buy larger properties and then they split the profits. So, and to make a long story short, that's essentially what we do too, but they were um, acquiring office buildings so it was all multi-tenant, class A, um, you know, maybe mid-rise, mid to high-rise, um, 200,000 square feet plus office buildings. And um, I worked underneath that umbrella for about six years and really learned the business, understood how uh, capital markets worked, how financing works, how do you underwrite deals, how do you ensure uh, a deal is gonna be a good investment um, you know, how do you manage the property after you buy it from both an asset management and property management perspective? How do you manage um, your investors? Um, how do you manage your construction? So I got to learn a lot um, from that experience. And at the same time, while I was working, I was building up my real estate portfolio. As, as you said, Chris, uh, you know, you, you, have to, you have to start somewhere uh, to build up that portfolio, whether it's for cash flow or for you know eventual appreciation, obviously we buy mostly for cash flow and appreciation. Um, you know you have to start somewhere. So I started buying um, on the side, uh, kind of two family fix and flips, give or take. I still own them. I sold a couple of them, and I did really well with them from a return standpoint. And that gave me confidence to um, bring on my business partner um, to start looking at bigger deals. We bought about 70 units um, in our portfolio. By the way, I'm based in New Jersey, for those of you listening, um, about 45 minutes outside of Midtown Manhattan, uh, to put that in perspective. So my partner and I together um, on the side kind of bought 70 units, um, combination of multifamily and mixed use. And by mixed use, I mean um, apartments above and retail below. 
So bought about 70 properties together. Um, we refinanced uh, two of them, uh, sold one of them. Um, and then we had so much success with the refinances and sales. We decide, decided to bring on additional partners who were interested in investing in real estate in more of a passive capacity, which are, there's so many people uh, that are interested in that for a lot of reasons, including myself. Um, so uh, that's when we actually purchased our first bigger deal. It was a 51 unit property. Now it's 53 because we're adding units to it um, in New Jersey where we uh, brought on outside partners and we're about to refinance out of that um, give, come January and we bought the building last December. Um, so where we are, where that's basically where I started um, and how Red Knight Properties, my company, uh, started to grow. And um, at this point, we'll have, by the end of December, uh, 340 units under management, um, combination of New Jersey, Pennsylvania, and Florida at this point. Um, it's about 40 million on, in assets under management, give or take. Um, and we're focused on acquiring, um, I wouldn't say distressed, but undervalued, mismanaged um, workforce housing a multifamily products in, in the North and Southeast. That's awesome. All right. So just for, um, for the listeners here that are not as familiar with multifamily, um, you, you said a couple things that I think, um, you know, for people that understand that world, uh, probably say, yeah, of course, but for newer investors. So you talk about refinancing out. So obviously you could go in and just flip it, right? You, you get something that's underperforming, bring it up to make it perform and then sell it. The other option and, and something that you were talking about right there is that you refinance out, which I think one thing I just want to make sure everybody understands is when they refine, when you take that money out, and this also works for single family as well as multifamily, that's tax-free money, right? Like that's, that is what makes that so powerful is it's tax-free money. So you're getting that money there. Can you just kind of give us like the, the very, very basic 101? I've never heard anything about this version of like, you know, how you see that and why that works so well for you. Yeah. Um, so obviously there's a sale which is subject to capital gains and that could be short-term or long-term depending upon how long, how long you've owned the property for. And as Chris mentioned, a refinance is tax-free, but you still own the property at the end of the day. So you still have to manage it, you know, most likely on a long-term basis. So it's really, if you look at, if you're just looking to flip and that's your business and you want to get out of the deal, that's fine. Um, but, you know, our strategy is to buy, there's the Burr strategy is what they, they call it, um, buy rehab. Uh, refinance repeat. So we do that same strategy, um, but on a, a larger scale uh, with apartment buildings instead of single family homes. So uh, for example, um, I'll just give you a concrete example on what we did. Uh, we bought a building for, and this is back in 2018, for it was like 1.285. We put in about 25 gram into the building. So our all in costs was 1.3 million. And we raised, we were able to get the rents up very substantially. Our net operating income, which is basically your revenue minus expenses, doubled over a 12 month period. Um, and the way that lenders and 
buyers and appraisers um, evaluate commercial buildings is on a cap rate. So basically, you know, a cap rate is a, is a metric for uh, real estate investors. For those of you who just don't know, um, is basically um, what, what type of return would I make if I bought this building cash, you know, uh, without putting any debt on it. So it could be six cap, could be seven cap. It all depends upon your area and, and the deal, obviously. And it comes down to a lot of market research. So, so we took that building from, we bought it at, it was like a seven and a half cap. But why, by the time we were able to raise those rents and get the expenses down, and we also leased some vacant units, that NOI doubled. So it went from 90,000 to 150,000. So when we went to the bank, a, a new bank, um, we said, hey, what would you give us, uh, what would you lend on this property? And they said, yeah, about 75%. Okay, okay. so we ordered the appraisal. Um, the bank, the new bank valued the property at 2.1 million, okay? So they gave us a loan of 75% off of 2.1 million. So that's around 1575, give or take. So we were able to pay off the debt on the building that we currently had, which was about 950 or so, 930. There was some closing costs associated with that when you get on a new loan. Um, but we basically, we got all our investment back plus about 40% on top. Plus now we get the cash flow that comes in every month in perpetuity for however we got a 10-year loan so we'll have to redo this again in 10 years if we decide to keep it or we eventually sell it so that's the power of refinancing versus selling um, but if you're going to refinance real estate you're in it for the long game you're not going to take out a short-term loan uh, most likely on a refinance situation that's awesome. All right. So, so let's get into syndication um, because obviously I think some people may be interested in, some people may be interested in jumping in and investing with you. Some people just under, just would be excited about hearing about the process um, or, or investing in other options. So tell us about syndication. How does it work? One, how, like, how does it work to uh, when you're trying to find investors for your deals? Like, what do you, what are you doing for all of that? And then, you know, if somebody wants to jump into a syndicated deal, what are things that they should look for as far as knowing that it's a good bet? Because obviously when your hands are off and you don't have control, you want to be able to at least look at something and say, okay, this is a good bet. This isn't a good bet. And a lot of people that are not, you know, in the weeds on this, you know, probably don't even know the right questions to ask. So I gave a lot of questions here for you. So <laughs> let's, let's yeah. jump. Over yeah, yeah. Just to make, a, make those questions to summarize, um, there's two different paths for syndication. So it's active or passive. So first figure out which one you want to, which path you want to go down. Um, so if you want to be on the active side, um, obviously you have to have experience in putting these deals together and that takes knowledge. So uh, we actually share a bunch of resources. We have a podcast as well, as I mentioned before that Chris was on um, to educate and teach people how to get involved actively or passively in multifamily syndications. So first I would say get educated. I, I have a lot of resources on my site um, that 
have frequently asked questions, what to look for in an operator, what makes a, what makes a deal a good deal. Um, you know, there's many different questions uh, that you should be asking. So we actually have actually on our website, it's like a FAQ, um, which like with, I think it's like 30 questions, 35 questions and then our answers. So definitely check that out um, as a starting point. Uh, but there's a lot of uh, books out there. Um, Joe Fairless has a really good one. Um, I forget what it's called, but it's all about multifamily syndications. And then same thing with the passive side. So if you want to get involved, as, as Chris you know, mentioned, it, it, it kind of comes down to getting educated and um, trusting the operator that you're going to be making a financial commitment to uh, because it's a two-way street at the end of the day. And um, you, know, you, you want to definitely be comfortable because you know, most of these investments are, you know, some of the investments, it depends which syndicator you work with, but some of them are a little bit higher. So some of the minimum investments could be 250. I've seen that before. Um, we, we are much lower because we want to get more people exposed from 50, sometimes even 25 on, on opportunities. So um, yeah, that's, you know, definitely set, have the, understand what the expectations are from the syndicator and the, and the deal first before you even start to consider it. Um, so that's, that's important. And, you know, there's, like I said, many different resources to, to get educated. That's great. Um, and, and again, do you mind sharing your website again? Uh, Marilyn was asking for your... Yeah, absolutely. So we, um, if you go to our website, you actually, we have an uh, ebook. It's like how to leave your nine to five through financial independence. Um, so it actually talks about the syndication stuff too. So it's, it's rednightproperties.com. Um, so if you go there, it's Red Knight with the K and I'll put it in the chat as well. So you guys have access to it. Um, as soon as you go on there, we'll actually offer the free ebook. So all you got to do is just put your name and we'll email it to you, um, you know, right away. So a lot of what we're talking about is covered in that ebook as well. That's great. And uh, Joy was asking, what are the common characteristics of a property that, uh, that you will look for? Like, like when you're looking, you know, what, what is it that you're looking for and, and how are you looking usually? Yeah, so what we're looking for in general, and we talked about this a little bit, but is motive. We actually on our on our site we have our investment criteria too, so you can see in full detail. But um, what we're looking for is obviously areas where we see, um, you know, population growth, um, rent growth. You know, that's pretty consistent. Uh, we're looking for areas with very little, very limited. Um, government oversight. So what I mean by that is we don't look, we don't like rent control municipalities. Um, and if, if we do, it's, it would be on a very limited basis. So I do think that does limit you to investing. Um, we look at, you know, like I said, the motivation behind the seller. We bought for an example from uh, that deal I mentioned to you where we refinanced all our money out within a year plus some, it was a farm family. There was a, a father who, who passed away, who had 10, 10 siblings that wanted nothing to do with the property. Um, so we like situations like that um, to help solve their problem. And also obviously, you know, provide us with financial um, uh, incentives. So um, we, we like properties like that. We like the value add. And what I mean by value add is properties that have been like that one, for example, been generational that 
is in good shape structurally, but really needs a facelift in terms of kitchens, bathrooms, floors, common areas, um, you know, lighting, uh, it, not nothing too, too crazy, but those little things make a big difference at the end of the day. Yeah, no, that's great. That's great. And what are you, I mean, most people are, are out there prospecting and doing stuff on the residential. Most of the people that listen to this are more on the residential side. Um, but we've got a question asking like, where do you, are you just getting data of, of people and prospecting on your own or do people bring you deals? Um, so we work with agents like, like Chris and for, the, for you guys who have multifamily opportunities, uh, agents do get them. So, um, you know, there's a, obviously a whole community that um, focuses specifically on multifamily per each state and each submarket slash region. So we, we make sure that we establish good relationships with uh, brokers and agents because those are the ones that are going to feed our business at the end of the day. That's awesome. That's awesome. What are other questions that we should have asked you that I should be asking you that I haven't asked you yet? It's <laughs> um, a good question. I see in the chat, there's a couple of questions here. Uh, has there any good books to read to gain the knowledge prior to investing? Yeah, like I mentioned, the, the Joe Fairless um, book on real estate syndications is, is great if you're interested in syndications. Um, obviously, there's a lot of general real estate books out there as well. Uh, but honestly, um, I would read that and then um, I would go on Bigger Pockets and go to the biggerpockets.com. I'm sure a lot of people are familiar with that. Um, it's basically a real estate forum and community um, search there. You really get educated from just actually really by looking at the forums. Um, and there's a couple of books that they have as well that they put out. Um, but there's so many resources out there. That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, very cool. So um, I guess where are you headed now? Like what is, what does the next couple of years look like for you? Yeah, we want to continue growing. Um, we grow smartly. Um, we don't buy, you know, I, there's some syndicators out there that is very strange. Somehow they'll have zero units and then they'll have 500. I'm like, whoa, <laughs> did you even buy like a 10 unit property before? So we want to grow smartly. So um, we're at 340 now. And, you know, if we do one deal in 2021, that's a bigger one. And that's great if we do a few smaller ones, uh, but the returns are going to be fantastic. Then we'd rather do that. So we always want to look for good deals. Uh, it's the quality over quantity, um, uh, you know, uh, mantra that I live by. So um, we'll see what happens. But, you know, the general rule of thumb is, okay, if you bought, let's say, 200 units in 2020, then we want to double that if we can in 2021. But they have to be good deals. Yeah, no, that's great. And do you do so for like the construction and maintenance and property management, all the other stuff, what do you keep in-house and what do you outsource? Yeah, so um, we're a little bit different than most uh, multifamily syndicators or operators. We do self-manage. Um, I have, coming from my prior experience working for another sponsor, I think is the, the leg up. Um, if you're trying to get started in syndications, yeah, it's probably gonna be tough to self-manage unless it's you know close to where you operate. Um, you might be able to get away with it. The lender might not let you manage. Um, I think that experience helped. Um, but you can always partner with someone and we partner with other people all the time. Um, so feel free to reach out to me um, that maybe don't have that experience, but they have the deal or they have the capital or some of the you know, resource they can bring to the table and 
and partner with us if they want to be active. Um, so we do offer that as well. Um, so yeah, we, we self-manage all our properties um, and it's a matter of just getting your systems in place. So I have an in-house accountant. <laughs> you know, I have, uh, I have a property management assistant. So we have overhead that goes along with it. Um, but the property management does give you more control at the end of the day. Yeah. So um, Marilyn's asking, can I use my 1031 or self-directed IRA funds to invest? Uh, yes. I'm assuming uh, syndication is, is the question. Yes. So we actually, we're having, and I'm, I'm, I'm actually going to pull up my meetup page, if you don't mind. I'm going to put it in the chat box here. We're actually having a seminar. Just put that in there on Wednesday, November 18th. So that's next Wednesday that talks exactly about at, um, about that. So yes, um, you can. Um, Josh Plave is an expert. He's been doing this since he's 18 years old. So he'll be on that um, uh, meetup. So definitely encourage you to um, attend that. Um, we have a lot of our partners that come in with self-directed IRAs. Um, the one that I recommend strongly, and you know, I'm not sure if I'm supposed to endorse any bank, but I'm going to do it anyway. Um, is CNB Custody. Um, so I would, I'm going to put their link in there. That they're really good. Um, a lot of things to look at when you're looking at self-directed IRAs is the fees. So um, you don't want to open an IRA and have them charge you $2,000 a year uh, when maybe if you put $100,000 in a deal and you think you're going to make $10,000, you're already giving two away to uh, the custodian every year. They, CMB Custody has the lowest fees I've ever seen. I don't know how they're getting away with it. So I have maybe 20% of my partners that use uh, the IRAs um, through CMB. So encourage you to check them out. Um, the 1031 funds is a different topic, and we can, you know, we can discuss that on the meetup. It's a little bit more complicated um, than a 30-minute uh, Facebook Live. So that's awesome. Well, cool. Well, thanks so much, Andy, for uh, jumping in with us and uh, sharing some of your stuff. So, uh, yeah, the, the link there, Muhammad is asking, it's cnbccustody.com. Uh, thanks for joining with us. Uh, obviously, anybody, uh, please, please, please jump over, get into our Facebook group, the Uncommon Real Estate Facebook group. Uh, a replay will be posted on the wall. Also, we'll be launching this in the podcast, uh, Uncommon Real Estate. If you're part of the Zoom, um, definitely uh, download our podcast, Apple, iTunes, any of the different places that you can find podcasts and jump in. Please give us a five-star review because then it gets out there more and uh, other people can be on it and we can continue having amazing guests like Anthony share um, not only what he's doing, but ways that uh, people can invest as well. So with that said, if I can help serve anybody else, please let us know, reach out, uh, jump into that, the Facebook group and reach out any way we can. We would love to help. And uh, Anthony, um, we have your, your ways to get in touch with you, the Red Knight um, yep. website. And uh, thanks for joining us. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of Uncommon Real Estate. Subscribe to the podcast to stay up to date with the latest mastermind conversations from Chris, Jeff, and other uncommon real estate industry leaders. If you love this podcast, please write us a review. And to fast track your real estate career, go to chriscraddock.com. 